0: You're listening to the ministry of Potter's House Church Wandsworth, a Christian Pentecostal church based in South London, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our call is to reach the lost, make disciples and plant churches. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk. I want to preach another sermon in this this my endeavor of uh, the Proverbs project I spoke about this last week and spoke about wisdom and so I want to do sermon two I'm going to preach through the whole book of Proverbs now I might not go for it every week but I'm going to get through the whole book so this probably will take uh, till the end of next year because there's 30 sermons and so um, we're going to go through it but um, this week we're looking at uh, 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 Proverbs. How many read Proverbs one in 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 this, in this week's space? One person. Okay, great. Well, two people. Okay, there's more of you. More of you. Okay. Well, this week your assignment is Proverbs two. So after this, read Proverbs two. Um, let me start by saying this: that, that you can know something mentally, but it's not quite real to you yet. You can know something mentally, but it's not quite real to you yet. And what I mean by that is that you know something. Now, if you've, if you've, when you first, uh, when I first got my driving license and I first got a car, before I got my driving license, I knew that you could get um, parking tickets. I knew you could get parking tickets. That wasn't something that was new to me. I knew you could get parking tickets. But I'll be honest with you, when I first got my license, I would just park anywhere. So I've just got my license. I got my car. I'm excited. I mean, when you just get your car, you want to give everyone a lift home and you're just dropping people everywhere because you just want to drive. You're excited. You're, you, you Where do you live? You know, yeah, I'll take you there. And so you're just dropping it. Now we can't ask you to even drop someone at Win Stanley, But that's, that's another sermon. But you, you'll, you'll drop anybody anywhere and you're, you're driving around. But how many picked up a lot of parking tickets when you first got your license and your car? The first year, literally, I spent about a thousand pounds on parking tickets. No word of a lie, no exaggeration. I know pastors, we like to exaggerate, but no, that is the honest truth. And so, it's not that I didn't. Now, nowadays, I can go a whole year with maybe only one parking ticket. Amen. How many know that's, that's good doctrine? And so, and, and, and when you're married, you've got to be careful because your spouse is going to see those parking tickets. And that, call, that can call, how many know that can call some beef? And so, we're not going to even go there with that. Amen. But all the married people say, Amen. And so, uh, okay, so the thing is, I, it wasn't that I didn't know that they gave out tickets. No, I knew they gave out tickets, but even when I'd park, I wouldn't even look at the sign. I'd be like, I'm just nipping into the shop quick. I'm just going upstairs to pick up something. The, I mean, that's how you operate, because you just. You, but after a while, after I was getting all those tickets, not only did I know they gave tickets, I really knew they gave tickets. Now, when I got my car, to be honest with you, and this, you'll find this a surprise, I was a bit of a boy racer when I first got my car, and so I know you're surprised about that, but, and so when, when I'd see you like an amber light, I would still go, and when the light would just go red, to me it was like, that's fair game, it's just gone red, so I'd just go through it, so I would jump reds all the time, like raggle, it didn't mean nothing to me, and even if someone was like slowing down, because they knew it was going to be a red, I'd go around them, <laughs> it's like, oh sure. And so I go around them, and so, but I knew red meant stop. I knew it. And so what happened was, um, I jumped to red, and the camera got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said amen. Like, <laughs> <That, that>, good. <laughs> no mercy, man. And so, and so I, I, I jumped this red, and the camera got me, and they said, either you go three points, or you go for this class. Some of you go in the class. Don't put your hand up. If you've been on the class, somebody still put their hand up anyway. And so I went on the class. I mean, no, you're just gonna go on the class. I went on the class, I did the class. And so, do you, do you think I stopped? Nah. And I remember I was somewhere in the city, and in the city they're really tight on this, isn't it? So I was somewhere in the city, and it was red, and it was red long. and And this time they don't give you a class. They give you free points. And points don't make prizes. And so they give me these points, and from that moment on, now when I see amber, I'm like, saying that Even if it's green, I'm like, it could go amber any minute. <laughs> Is it that I didn't know you could get points? I knew it. See, I knew these things, but when you experience something, you know it in a different way. Yeah. Like people with marriage, we, you know, many times we knew marriage was going to be a di- Different. We knew marriage was going to be different. But now when you get married, you know marriage is different. Let me make a statement here. And I think we we, hopefully we can put this up. True wisdom is not merely intellectual knowledge, but a transformation of character. True wisdom is not merely intellectual knowledge. True wisdom, but is a transformation of your character. And so I want to preach a sermon from my Proverbs project Part two, And so this is called the value of wisdom. Last week we looked at installing wisdom. This week we want to look at the value of wisdom. And so I need to move quick because I've got a lot to get through. And so Proverbs um, 2 verse 5. The Bible says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. Let's pray. Father, right now we just pray for your wisdom, your understanding. We pray that you would help us, strengthen us. Give us, Father, true wisdom that will transform us, knowledge of you, knowledge of life. We ask this in Jesus' name and all God's people said. As a kid, I always had a sweet tooth. Um, now, Francis doesn't have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth. And so in 2004, I gave up sweets. I was like, you know what? I've got to stop eating sweets. I'm a big man now. So how uh, I many know it's weird when you see a big man? Yeah, I mean uh, 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 um, Harry Bowles big, and you know, think I'd be in my 40s walking around with a Bowl and so I said, you know what, I'm giving up sweets, and literally, since 2012, I don't eat sweets, literally, I don't eat, I don't, I very rarely would eat sweets, and so, as a kid, my mum used to tell me, you got to have dinner before sweets, and so, if I went anywhere, and there was cake, and and pudding, as I like to call it, my wife says dessert, but I go places and say, can we have the pudding menu? (laughs) He's like, why do you keep doing that? It's embarrassing. I mean, you just got to rep your roots. Amen. And so I would always want to go over the food and go straight for the pudding, straight for the cake. Sometimes that's how we are as Christians, is that we want to go right over certain things in the Bible to the promises. See, there is a small word that is in the Bible and when it's there you need to look at it when it's talking about God and this word is the word if the word if it's a small word but in the first four chapter first four yeah uh, verses in chapter two if we could put that up Proverbs 2 verse 1 in the first four verses we see the word if um, three times and so he says my son if that's the first one you receive my words and treasure my commands within you let's go Yes, if, that's the second one, you cry out for the sermon and lift up your voice for understanding. If, that's the third one, you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure. And so we see three ifs there. Now, what this is saying is that God is, is saying, there's all these promises and there's wisdom that I want to give you, but it's if. It's if. And the if is your territory. That's what you got to do now. See, this if it makes, should make you look at your life and say, what am I doing with my life right now? So let me, let, me, let, me, let me just go through it quickly. You can put that verse back up there again from the beginning. The first thing he says, if you receive my words, you have to be, if you are open, you will get wisdom. You've got to be open. And so if you're not open, you want to receive wisdom, Jesus warns us about the seed and the four types of grounds in the Gospels. He says there is a seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with the word. There's nothing wrong with the sermon, but your heart is the ground. There are certain grounds which are good. They receive the seed. There's three other types of grounds that do not receive the seed. God says, if you're going to be wise, if you're going to get wisdom, how do you receive my word? Do you receive the studying of the word, the preaching of the word? You know, sometimes we gotta be open. Sometimes we want change, but we ain't open. Uh, you know, sometimes we got a bit of an attitude. Sometimes someone wants to speak to us. Can I speak to you? And we're like, yeah. But we but st- someone's trying to tell you to help you. I mean, oh, oh. You're not, that's not open. Second thing he says, if you treasure my commandments within you that talks about value do you value the word do you value wisdom do you value it do you put a high value on wisdom I, I saw this um what's, what's the thing I saw this uh this little video on YouTube maybe some of you saw it about these Chinese people getting Bibles and they put like this pack of Bibles like a pallet of Bibles in in middle of all these Chinese people and they grab these Bibles and what they do is they move away and they start to hug the Bibles because they don't have any Bibles. they haven't had any Bibles, they wasn't allowed any Bibles and they're crying over the Bible like, we've never had this, we've heard about it, we're Christians, we've heard of preaching, but we didn't have any, we didn't have our own Bibles and they've treasured it and value it. Are we like that about the Word of God? Do we value it? He said remember he's saying, if you're open, if you value my word, then he says in verse um, 2, sorry verse 3, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, that's speaking about if you pray, if you pray or if you ask, are you, are you praying for wisdom, are you asking for wisdom, see god says if you're doing these things you'll get wisdom we got to pray we got to ask you know the reason why we don't ask many times is we've got to be humble to ask how many of you got to be humble to ask wisdom let, let me just burst someone's bubble sometimes people say oh people they get themselves into a little conundrum and you're like why didn't you ask It's like, oh i didn't want to bother you no 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 we're here to be bothered that's our job but many times it's not that you didn't want to bother somebody is that you thought you got it. You use that as, no, I just didn't want to bother you. No, you didn't want to humble yourself. And admit, you know, I need, because I need, to ask, how many know to ask someone for something is humbling? To ask someone, hey, how do you do that? How do, and so he says, listen, you need to receive, you need to be open, you need to value, you need to pray. And then he says, right, verse four, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure... You need to prioritize wisdom. And so if you're going to be wise, someone who is wise, you're going to have to be like this. You're going to have to prioritize. You know, in, in, in the 1800s in America, they had the gold rush. And people would go to California and risk their life to find gold. They would, they would try to find gold. They, basically, they're going to get rich or die trying. That's what they were going to do. The Bible says that we should get wisdom. And die trying. That, imagine, could we say that you prioritize wisdom, prioritize the word, prioritize Jesus, like how people look for gold and silver? Because remember what he's saying is, this is your criteria. This is how you have to be and I have to be. I actually know a guy out of the Tucson church that inherited a gold mine. His family had a gold mine, they're, they're old American people, I mean, the family's been in America for a long time, and they have a gold mine. So when, when you hear someone's got a gold mine, you're always like, yeah, they're, 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 that's it, they floss it, that's it, they're, they're top, that's it, they're, they're set. But what he said is, is that I know the guy, and he's like, yeah, he's just, you know, getting by, but... The gold is in the gold mine, and they did a study of like some sort of measurement and radio waves. I don't know what they did, quality of the gold mine. And they said there's millions of pounds, millions of dollars of gold in there, but to get it out is gonna cost you so much. To get that gold out of that, it's not just go, you're not gonna just go in there and be like, oh, there's a nugget there, yeah, nice, let's take that down to the pawn shop, yeah, yeah, take Samuel's and trade it in. Don't work like that. You've got to do, dig and do all of this stuff. See, the Bible says in Proverbs 2, verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. That God has this treasure of wisdom for you and I, and but it is for the upright. It's how you posture yourself. How are you going to get this wisdom to you? God says, if you're open, you value it, you ask for it. You seek for it. If you do that, he says, you've got it there. See, it's all about, all of these terms is speaking about how we position ourselves. I remember going to, uh, down to Rogers School a while ago. And uh, I was there. John was there. Carl was there. Some guys were there. And, and they were boxed. They were, like, like, John was doing some boxing. And we were there looking at the John boxing. And so John's our church boxer. <laughs> <laughs> and so someone I, listen you better be careful you're laughing like that <laughs> and so <laughs> hey, don't blame me don't come to me <laughs> it comes with a black eye man <laughs> and so, I, I, and so when, hey, listen we don't condone no black eyes amen and so and so when we were looking it was like okay you're not standing right you're leaning back a bit you, you're leaning forward a bit no 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 you're going to be off balance and so there's a right way to stand there's a position because if you're not positioned right, you're leaning back, someone just hits you, taps you, you're, you're going to get off balance. You've got to get your footwork right. You've got to be balanced. And I didn't notice. I'm like, oh yeah, look, look, the balance and all of this stuff. This is what God is saying to us. He's saying you've got to position yourself for wisdom. See, too many people, they're not positioning themselves for wisdom. In verse 2, he says, So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding we understand the word incline. Incline. What he's saying is lean in. God is saying, do you want wisdom? Then lean in. If you don't lean in, you don't get it. When you come to church, are you leaning in? You know, I was in the conference and sometimes, you know, I'm always preaching. So 90% of what goes on in the service, I, it's oblivious. Right now I'm in a preaching zone. So whatever's going on in the service, someone could come and just do a backflip in there and I might not even notice it. Because I'm just preaching. I'm in a zone. So, but when I'm in conference, I'm there. And the amount of people I see just on the internet. Just on the internet. Just, you know, just looking at... Getting their shopping. Like Tesco's, you know. Just get my shopping. While the preaching is going on. You've got to incline. If you're going to get something... That's what God is saying. He says, you've got to be open. When you go to your word, you've got to incline yourself. You can't just, you know, flip through the... Bar. Yeah, yeah, okay... When you're a new convert, you can just open the Bible, and God will speak to you. God just speaks to you. Because he loves you, man. But the older you get, God says, now you're going to have to incline. Now you've got to lean in. He says, if you don't lean in. Remember, he says, if. See, there's some people here that you might not be reading your Bible. But you've been saved long enough now. You're not inclining yourself. See, this is all about God saying, I want to I give you some stuff, but as if. See, verse 5, could we put verse 5 up there? What's the first word in verse 5? The first word. <laughs> then. I don't know what someone said, but it just wasn't then. It didn't sound like then, or it wasn't in English. The first... We've moved from if to then. See, when you see then, that makes you think, well, what was before that? Because then, because you, do, you don't start a conversation like, then I will, that wouldn't make no sense, would it? You, 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 so this is why you've got to read the Bible in context. See, if you're only reading a verse a day, it wouldn't make sense. Then I will, oh, what does that mean? Remember, we've gone from if to then. God is saying, if you incline, then I'll do this. If you're open, then this will happen. See, so many times people just take these scriptures and put them on their status. Like it's going to happen. I will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. No, you won't. You won't. Because if, if you don't have an if, you won't have a Then. You gotta understand that if, if you're not open, if you're not valuing it, if you're not leaning forward, if you're not positioning yourself and saying, I'm hungry for wisdom. Yeah. Then you won't. See, he's saying, if you do this, when we do this, look what he says. He says in verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. For his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up, we read that scripture already, with sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk upright. He guards the path of the just, preserves the way of the saints. Then you will understand, again there is another then. Then you will understand uh, 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 righteousness, justice, equity, and every good path. What he's saying is there, he says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. You will experience God and his wisdom in a deeper way. You will experience God, he says, you will understand the fear of the Lord. And remember what we looked at last week the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He said, when you position yourself and you're hungry for wisdom, you're going to experience a deeper level of God. And his wisdom. See, why is that so important? Because I've kind of just tried to get you into wisdom, but why is wisdom so important? Let me tell you why wisdom is so important, is because wisdom is how God protects us. Because he says in verse 7, He is a shield to those who walk upright, he guards the path of the just. Wisdom is how God protects you. When um, me and my wife, we went to Orlando, one day we went to a theme park. Francis loves this stuff. And so I thank God for the ladies in the church that took my wife to Euro Disney. She had a great time, man, because I hate theme parks. But here we are in Orlando, it's my wife's 40th, I've got to do it one day, yeah? So I go there. So we're going on these rides in Orlando and I hate them. I'm not scared, it's just my body doesn't want to be shaken like that. I'm- <laughs> No, serious. You know, like, I think my body is like, you're too old for this. What is this? Because when I get off, I feel like I've got a headache. To me, it would be just as much fun as me grabbing your head and shaking it. <laughs> Imagine if I grabbed your head and just shook it. Like, to me, that's the same amount as fun. But anyway, we go on these rides. We go on nearly every ride. Nearly every ride. The roller coaster ride was like, that one, no, 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 no. I was like, you, you're going to have to bring someone from Wandsworth to come with you next time, man. And so if anybody wants to take my wife there, I might even sponsor you. Amen. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I'm <a> free holiday. <laughs> Woo. So as we go on the ride, you go on these rides. And each ride, usually they have some sort of bar that comes down. Yeah. And so that bar protects you. Yeah. So I might be sitting there and be like, I don't want this bar. So no bar. No protection. When that thing is moving, you're going to fly out. That'll be the end of you. That's, that's, that's your end. You got in, you got on, you didn't get off. Bar equals protection. No bar, no. God says in his word, his bar, how he protects you and me, is wisdom. Wisdom. That means if I reject wisdom, I reject... someone. you didn't want to say it that time, see? You didn't want to say it. See, God protects you by giving you wisdom. When you reject His wisdom, you're, you're rejecting His protection. If you reject His wisdom, you... This, let me show you how this works, why this is crazy for us. Because... Sometimes we're praying for God to protect us, but we're rejecting his wisdom. We're praying, God, protect. Some people here, you get go, God, protect my marriage. But you reject wisdom. God says, yeah, I'll protect your marriage. I'm going to put a hedge around your marriage. God, protect. protect. Every parent must be praying, God, protect my children. Amen? But God's protection for those children is to make you a wise parent because if you are whatless you are the most damaging dangerous thing those kids have ever come in contact with you and so the word of God says listen if you reject wisdom remember if you're not open to wisdom you don't value wisdom you're not seeking wisdom you're not asking for wisdom where's your protection see this is the danger We want God, protect my finances. God's like, here's some wisdom. I don't want the wisdom. Just protect my finances. It doesn't work like that. See, in this world, there are people and their real motives are not revealed on the surface. They're devious. They're perverse. And God's this is why we need God's protection, because... There are things at play here that if you are just operating based upon sight, you are going to be duped so easily. You are going to be led astray so easily. You've got to understand, being led astray means you think you're going one way, but you're not. That's why sometimes we think being led astray means we deliberately want to fall off a cliff. Like, yeah, I'm going to fall off a cliff now, that's why I'm going this way. No, no. Many times we think, oh, no, this is good. But it's not. And we've been, we need the protection of God. We need the wisdom of God because uh, uh, verse 12, let's just go through this line by line. And that, that's the best way for me to deal with this. It says, God to deliver you, this wisdom and, and, and guards you delivers you from the way of evil. How many want to be out of the way of evil? I don't want to be in the way of evil. I don't want to be in a path where evil things happen. Like, if you, go, if you see a path and, th- and things are dropping on people's heads, di- I don't want to be in that path. That's what it says. There is, a, there is an evil way. And God says, you know how he keeps us? Because, do you know why people get on the evil way? From the man who speaks perverse things. That people that speak perverse things. Go to the next uh, one. From those who leave the paths of righteousness. This is a backslider or a compromiser. Very dangerous here. It says they've left the path of righteousness. And so you start to move in a, in a fashion where people have forsaken those things to walk in the way of darkness. Next one. Who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked. They like things. This is why you have to be very careful with what you enjoy. Your entertainment. Does your entertainment in line with God's values? Because imagine you like watching something, you rejoice in it and you delight in it, and God says, No, that's wicked. That's nasty. Anybody say, What's this thing? Love Island? You rejoice at seeing Love Island, you delight in Love Island. I don't think that's a Gapai island. I think it's more of an Eros island. And that's only those who know they're Greek. Look at what it says. Whose ways are crooked, who are uh, uh, devious in their path. Devious means it's not straightforward. See, you've got to understand here, this is how the devil works. The devil is not going to say, next up is a program that's going to pervert you. Next up is a program that's going to stop you from praying. Next up is a program that's going to make you dis, not look at your wife and not be satisfied with her. That's not what it's going to say. What it's going to do is going. To, next up, we have this amazing da 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 da, and you're there, but all those things are happening to you. And God is saying, "Look, here's some wisdom, but we reject God's wisdom. But we want His protection. See, if, if." We're going to get onto the next one. Next, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Immoral, meaning that she is unclean. She is perverse. Who forsakes the companion of her? Sorry, sorry. sorry. Go back a second. Let me let me expound upon this a little bit more. Seductress. That means that she looks good. She looks good. And so you, you, you're following her on Instagram. She looks good. She flatters with her words. You liked her post? She commented on your post. You look so fine. DM, you look so nice. She's flattering you. She's flattering you. Bro, are you wise? Are you wise, brother? Are you wise? Because, look, listen, because I'm not even going to touch this too much because Proverbs starts to get into this more. So we got a lot of this type of stuff to deal with. But let's move on to the next one. It says, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of of her God. Forsakes the companion of her youth, meaning that she once was with someone and now she's with another guy. This woman has been with many men. This is not a... This is not a woman who is saving herself for marriage. This is a woman who is putting pictures of herself in her bikini, putting pictures of herself in her underwear, putting pictures of herself. This is is what this is. This is what this is. It says this, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Why, Pastor, why are you saying this thing? I'll show you why. Next one. Her house leads down to death. Her path leads to the dead. See, right now, it's all nice. She's flattering me. She's telling me I look good. She looks good. I'm feeling good. But there's going to come death. Death, you don't want to read your Bible no more. Death, you don't want to come church no more. Death, you don't want to come outreach no more. Death, you don't want your wife no more. Deaf, you don't want your husband no more. Deaf, you have not, things are dying inside of you. Next, next one. None. You say, Pastor, why are you dressing this? Because this is, how many believe the word of God? It says, none who go to her return. Nor do they regain the path of life. They drift and they don't get back on. Now, I want to say this, ladies. This is not just the Bible is using this language, but there are some men who are the strange man. There's some men who are the strange man, who, who are the immoral man. And so, this is not just on you. This is a spirit. This is a spirit. You know what we need? We need wisdom. See, basically what the Bible says is without this wisdom, you're going to get off course. Wisdom is like luminor. How many know what that is? You heard of it, luminor? Okay, luminor is what investigators use. You've probably seen it maybe on TV or film, where they squirt this liquid when they're looking for, uh, when there's been a murder scene, and it makes the blood show up. They, put, they, they squirt luminor, and it reacts with the Hello, Trojans and the chemicals, and say, what the heck is that? I don't know, man. I know Bible, but I don't know chemistry. <laughs> so forgive me. But you can look it up. It reacts with those things, and then you shine a, a light on it, and then you see the blood. See, that's what wisdom does. See, people are going to come into your life, and you're going to be like, that looks good. But then you're going to squirt some wisdom on them, and you're going to see some blood yeah. around their lips. <laughs> Because she's killed a few brothers. Yeah, you're going to see that. That brother looks nice. You're going to squirt some wisdom. And you see some blood on his hands. He's throttled some sisters. Strangled them out of the church. See, what this is, is that this becomes a spirit on us. See, only God can deliver us from this. When we lean in, listen, this is what we've got to do. We've got to keep leaning into Jesus. See, without Jesus, some of this, what I'm saying, even to some of you right now, it's like, well, that's a bit strong. You're overreacting because you don't see the blood. Imagine there's two people, one can see, squirted it, another one can't. When you squirt the blood, you're like, oh, my taste, there's blood. Can you see the other one's like, Sha, why are you overreacting? Why are you overreacting? Pastor, man, why are you? Because you, you've got to have wisdom. I want to tell you, we need wisdom, church. We need wisdom. Without wisdom, your life becomes a wreck. Your salvation becomes a wreck. God is not trying to keep things from us. He's trying to keep us. See, what it says in verse 5 and verse 9, both of those, but in verse 9, you can put verse 9 up. Then you will understand the righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. He says, then you will understand. The word understand, it means to see it, to hear it, know it. You've experienced it. This is when you know something on a deeper level level you know something on a deeper level now this is not you just yeah i know of it no no this is you experiencing it and what it says is wisdom will change you so that you know what when and how (laughs) somebody like that (laughs) that was like a an amen (laughs) Remember what we said in the beginning, true wisdom is not merely intellect, intellectual knowledge, but a transformation of character. See, wisdom has to get into your heart to change you. Verse 10, look what he says here. When wisdom enters, the, enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. What he's saying is, is that once you start to, let's, let's, let's just, I'm finishing now, but get the, get, get the order of things. I lean into wisdom and I start to take this thing serious. I need God. I need Jesus. I need the word. I lean in. I start to show God I'm open. I value it. I'm asking. I'm preserving it. I'm after it. God says, when He sees that, He gives you wisdom. And when you get that wisdom, He says, that wisdom gets into your heart. And He says, you know what happens? Things that are good, you start to find them more pleasing. See, how many of us want to want good things more? How many know in our heads, like, I want to pray more? Most people, yeah, I want to pray more. But how many know when it gets morning time, (laughs) I want to sleep more? (laughs) And my sleep is more than my prayer. Right now, I want to pray more. How many know right now, I want to pray more? I don't want to sleep. Some of you, need. But think about it. What I need is for God to give me that appetite more. He says wisdom does that. As you lean in and God downloads this wisdom on you, he says that it changes you. That you now understand the fear of the Lord. You experience God in a deeper way. You now understand what is right. And you know the way to go. It, It becomes clear to you now. It's like moving from Happy Meals to a luxury restaurant. It's like I no longer have an appetite for happy Meals. How many know kids love happy meals? Happy meals is like kids crack. I have nephews and nieces. When they just see that, they're like, yeah, yeah. They start shaking, scratching themselves. Like, Come on, man, just one more. They love it. So get food shoes, food shoes. And so they grab it, the toy, everything. But how many know as we 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 as we get older. We don't. How many know we don't want that? You know when people start to date. We've got people that are dating in our church. What's happening? See the. I don't know what's happening here. I haven't got a clue what's going on right now. The pastor is always the last to know. But I'm sure. I'm sure. They didn't go for a happy meal. Amen. Because how many know, there's a part of you that says, no, no, we've grown from that. See, there are things that God, what wisdom does, wisdom will change you. It changes your heart that the things that are good for you start to become more pleasing to you. One of the hotels we were staying in when we was in America had a nice coffee making machine. and I I like coffee. I love coffee, man. And so I made myself some coffee, and I, was just, and I opened like a little milk sachet and I opened it, and it just poof, straight away. Ooh, that's off. That's off, man. I understood, even though I wanted the coffee, I understood if I use this, I'm going to get sick. I discerned this is off. I wanted the coffee, but even though I wanted it, I could discern, mm, no, no, no. Call the mage. We we need to get some. I discerned. See, this is what he says here is wisdom is going to change you. Is that you're going to delight in things and you're going to be able to discern. Even though I want that thing, I see that it will make me sick later on. See, the, the scary thing is wanting things and not seeing that it's going to hurt you. That's the scary thing: that you want something that's going to destroy you. See, God says when you lean in and you lean into me, and you 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 make me you make it all about me. God says I'm going to give you wisdom. That wisdom is going to change your heart. And what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to start to have a discernment, and you're going to be you're going to be you're going to want good things, and you're going to discern and be like, no, no, that's not right. That guy, he looks nice. <laughs> He's off. No. You know what? I like you, but you are going to make me sick. How I many know that's how we got to roll? There's some of you. There's things in your life right now that God wants to download some wisdom on you because it's been making you sick. And once you get some wisdom, God's going to open your eyes and you'll be like, I don't even want that. I don't even want that anymore. See, once you... Once you train yourself like that, wisdom becomes second nature. Many of you know that I've been on this journey trying to get fit. You know, I'm getting older and trying to get, eat healthy. And the more I do it, the more I want to live healthy. The more I can be like, no, I'm not, I, I wouldn't eat that. I just, no, no, I can't eat that. As much as I'd want it, oh, donut, no. Crisps, No. I could eat like four Snickers in a go. Yeah, oh. That's why my my physique was saying, oh. It's like, oh. But the more I've started to say no, and it's not good for you, Courtney, and you start looking at the calories, you go to the gym, you've been on that machine for like 45 minutes, you've burnt 200 calories, and that one cake is 500 calories. That's like I'd have to go on there twice just to have you. I'm like, you ain't worth it. That cake ain't worth it. That's how some of you going to look. You want that? That's gonna t- Look at the calories. That's going to take you to hell. That ain't worth it. That ain't worth it. That ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. You know what that's going to do? That's going to cripple your ministry. No, that ain't worth it. I've looked at the calories. That's, that's going to cripple my ministry. That's going to damage my marriage. That's going to disrail my future. That's going to cost me my family and my children. See, the last thing what he says is when you have wisdom, he says, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. You know what uprooted means? It means you feel secure. You're rooted. i got this. I'm secure. God says, no, I can uproot you. Everything around you right now means so secure. I'm, this I'm secure. I'm settled. I'm this I'm... God says, no, no, no. I'll uproot you. He says, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth. But look what he says with us. This is what we want. He says, so that you may walk in the way of goodness. It means with wisdom... I can choose this path and you know what this is a good path that good things are happening to me God's on my life God's involved in my life that even things going on around me but this is a good path and it says and keep to the path of righteousness that you will keep to the path of righteousness God will keep you see wisdom will keep you on course see I want to stay on course I want to stay on course because in verse 9, the last thing I'll say is, is He said that when you have this wisdom you, He says you will understand righteousness Justice, equity And He says, and every good path Every good path Like, I want money God says, when you have wisdom I'll show you a good path This is the good path This is the best way there I want marriage because, Okay, wisdom Every good path every good path this is what God wants tonight what we want to do is we want to say to God we're going to do our part we're going to believe you're going to do your part we want to be open to Jesus today God I want to be open to you maybe I've been close to you I've been doing my own thing I want to open myself up God just speak to me speak to me I'm open to it now I'm open to correction I'm open to advice I'm open I'm not stuck in my own ways I'm going to value wisdom I'm going to value it I'm going to value Christ I'm going to value his word I'm going to cry out I'm going to pray but and I'm also going to ask people for wisdom I'm not just doing my own thing there's many people in the church that can advise you on so many matters children childcare, job finances marriage CV any so many different things prayer Bible there's so many people it's not just me It's not just Pastor Brandon. There's so many people that that are living good life and going through things. They can advise you. You're not alone. If you're in a church, and you are not alone. And I'm going to make this thing precious. He says, incline your ear. Lean into me. And he says, and I'll get you. But you've got to lean into me. Tonight, that's what we want to do. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. We hope you've been blessed, edified and challenged by the sermon to reach the lost and make disciples. For more information on what we do and who we are, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk